Welcome to Sophisticated Mom, and I'm your host, Dr. Sophia, the creator of the Christian lifestyle blog, SophisticatedMom.com. I will break down faith-based advice and make it applicable and relatable to help you on your journey on this thing we call life. You'll learn everything you need to know on how to become the master of your own destiny. When people think of lust, they typically associate it with men, but there are lustful women out there too. I should know because I was one of them. And now I really try to teach women on how to stop lusting because I can speak about it from personal firsthand experience that I actually have a video about it that you can watch below. And don't forget to click the link to also subscribe to my YouTube channel. Now, before we get started, you should know that this is a Christian lifestyle blog. And so what I'm about to say is not only Christian, but some of this stuff may sound very out of the box to you. Some of you may think that I'm crazy, but as someone who holds a master's in counseling, a PhD in human behavior, and is a nationally certified counselor, I assure you I am not crazy. This is all very real. And I promise you that if I had not firsthand suffered from lust and being cured from lust in just three days, then some of the stuff that I'm about to say may sound crazy to me too. As I stated in my Resist the Devil blog, which you can click the link down below to read, I believe that there are things that come into your life and into your mind that seek to pull you away from God and to try to get you to sin. In this case, that is where lust comes from. It took me a very long time to come to this conclusion because as someone who suffered from lust, I thought that my thoughts, my actions, and how I was behaving was just human nature. We are all sexual beings and we want to have sex, think about sex, and have sex with really attractive men. And it feels good. What's wrong with that? But when I learned how to stop lusting, I learned that lust had a mental and a spiritual hold on me and it was causing me to act and behave in a way in which I was literally sinning and abusing my own body. And I was allowing other people to sin against and abuse my own body as well. And perhaps in some way I was doing the same to them. So no matter how spiritual or non-spiritual you are, I want you to read this post with an open mind. Because if you're trying to stop lust, then why not give it everything that you have? which is why I'm going to give you eight steps to overcoming lust in just three days. If you want more ways to deal with lust, then watch my video below on where I talk about works of the flesh and lust. So now let's get into it. First, my struggle with lust. Yes, lustful women do exist. I cannot tell you exactly when my struggle with lust had first started, but I was very young. And no, I was not molested or sexually abused. I was a normal teen and young adult, probably doing what many teens and young adults were doing. And one might think that lust is just about having sex with any and everyone, but it's not true. In fact, I struggled with lust before I started having sex. Maybe it was the discovery of porn through the internet. Maybe it was with my teenage boyfriend when he talked me into watching porn. It could be a thousand maybes as to who, why, and how I was exposed to lust, but it happened early on in life, which brings me to step one and two. Step one, how to stop lust by admitting you have a problem. Admission is the first step to knowing that you have a problem. And if you are saying that you are not a hoe, you are a virgin, you only slept with one person, or you just think about sex and don't act on it, then that doesn't mean that you don't suffer from lust. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Matthew 5.28, lust can be sex, lust can be sexual thoughts, lust can be looking at someone and wanting to have sex with them, lust can be wanting to have oral sex all the time, even fantasizing yourself having sex with someone can be lust. Lust is any sort of overwhelming sexual desire that you cannot control. If you want to learn how to stop lust, you need to learn how to recognize it. You do not have to go around sleeping with everyone in order to struggle with lust. Yes, that is typically how lust will manifest and what it will lead you to do if you do not control it, but you can still struggle with lust in other forms. Admitting that you have a problem is the first step. You can be a virgin or faithful to your partner, but if you have a porn addiction, that is still lust, and it does not make your problem any less significant than those who are sleeping around. 
Don't excuse the fact that you are not acting on it as a reason not for it to be that serious. Step two, how to stop your mind lusting is by guarding your mind. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it, Proverbs 4.23. Or for the purposes of this message, I would like to take the contemporary English Bible and it states, more than anything you guard, protect your mind, life flows from it. Like I said in the beginning of my story, watching porn, thinking about sex, reading erotica novels, or looking at naked people on the internet is like downloading lust into your brain. Once you feed it, it will grow. And once it grows, lust will start to manifest more and more in different ways. Case in point, as I got older, I was in a relationship with men who liked to watch porn. When I live with my ex-boyfriend, that is literally all he would want to do. That is all he would want me to do. And before I became celibate, he would want us to incorporate these pornographic techniques into our sex life. I was with my ex for a few years and I was faithful to him, but after we broke up, that is literally when the lustful parts of me started to get worse. And I am convinced that those years we spent watching porn just made the lust a problem into a bigger problem. The reasons is, like I said, the porn coupled with the fornication combined with the issues with lust and my issues just intensified the problem. And that is what my relationships and interactions with men became. A manifestation of lust issues I had. I prioritized sex in a relationship and that was the only real thing that mattered to me when dealing with men. And as for my ex, to this day he still suffers from lust. He's married with a woman and she likes to have threesomes. And on occasion he goes to parties where he participates in having sex with another man's wife. He and several other men all at the same time. I'm telling you this is because this is how it progresses if it's left unhandled. Step number three, how to stop from lusting by staying away from sin. To most people, having sex before marriage is not a big deal because that is what the world wants us to think. We are happy, not emotionally attached, and we go about our business. The nonsense is a myth. I urge you to check out my blog on why you need more Jesus and not sex because in that blog I spoke about soul ties which basically means that every time you are having sex with someone, you are literally tying your soul to them and offer their demons, for lack of a better word, to be coming into you. Soul ties are like super glue. If you have had sexual encounters outside of marriage, there are more likely a lingering soul tie that needs to be dealt with. Otherwise, you will be plagued forever with the thoughts, feelings, and even actions that are unwanted. Case in point. In the case with my ex, he was cheating on me with someone else and then he was coming back and sleeping with me. Can you imagine all of those demons and soul ties going back and forth between all of us? Because she had a boyfriend and so on and so forth. All of these demons between us. Imagine if that person suffered from lust that got passed to my ex and then got passed to me and then we broke up and I had sex with someone else. All three of these soul ties got spread into a new person. And really, it is probably more than just us three because all of those people probably slept with other people before we all got with one another. And as the following Bible verse says, when an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through an arid place seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it returns, it finds the house unoccupied swept clean and put in order then it goes and take with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself and they go and live there and the final condition of that person is worse than before matthew 12 43 to 45 now i know that this can start sounding a little supernatural but bear with me for a minute everyone has their own demons and if they're just exchanging them with one another that impurity gets stronger inviting along with it it's its other little demon friends hence why my ex has now progressed to gangbangs and threesomes 
Having fornication, which we know something God specifically tells us not to do, is a sin, no matter how popular it is and and no matter how much we do it. I'm not going to judge anyone because a lot of things are a sin. We all sin, probably every day, if not multiple times a day. But you also have to know that when you sin, you are leaving yourself open to other things to come in. So although we can never be perfect, you can at least try not to bring these things to you and by not sinning in these areas where you are weak, especially if you struggle with lust. The moment I realized I was a lustful woman, When I realized that I had a problem, I was in church with a friend. There was a really attractive guy playing the drums, and I started to have lustful thoughts about him, and that's when I realized I had a problem. Here I was at church, supposed to be receiving God's word, and I was lusting after a boy who played the drums. When I told my friend about it, she told me that I clearly suffered from the spirit of lust. In fact, she told me this beforehand, and I didn't want to see it, but the fact that lusting after someone in church was a clear indication that something was really wrong with me. So how I stopped lusting and how I got over it in three days. When all of this happened, this was probably a near decade ago, and I'm still lust-free. When people ask me how could I be celibate, why I don't get tempted, and how they could not have sex, I remember when I thought the same thing. But I finally conquered my lust. That's when I realized uh, how much of a slave I was really to it. When I prayed and asked God what I needed to do to get out of this, God gave me the remaining steps I'm going to tell you. How to get out of lust by fasting. This is something that I highly recommend, and fasting is not just have to be about food. You can fast from other things in food, which I have a guide about. Fix it, Jesus, everything you need to know about spiritual fasting from beginning to end, and it's only 99 cents. You can click the link down below to buy the ebook. For a spiritual fast to be effective, the fast must really push you spiritually and hard. I also have a post on how you can do that, which you can read down below. When I prayed about how to get over this whole lust thing, God brought to mind Esther who fasted for three days and night, not having any food or water to save the Jews from annihilation, Esther 4.16. And so that is what I chose to do, fast for three days, but I did drink water. So why this works? Since lust is a fleshly desire, food literally feeds the flesh. If you can control your flesh when you are hungry and you need food to survive, then it is also signifies to your brain that you can get control over lust because you don't need lust to survive, but you do need food. So if if you can conquer the need to eat, then lust should be no problem. Step number five, prayer for lusting to stop. If you are just fasting, but you are not doing anything else to be closer to God, then that's called not eating for a few days. This is about having a spiritual transformation and not a diet. So prayer must be included. When I say that I prayed, I prayed. It was not just in the morning, the afternoon, or in the evening. It was all day whenever I had a moment. And it was in these moments that I realized how much lust had control over me. As soon as I would think about something lustful, I would pray and choose not to think about it. And I realized that I was praying a lot. And that must have meant that I was thinking about sex a lot. I prayed when I saw a fine man. I prayed in the car. I prayed when that guy texted me asking me to come over. I prayed any and every time in a... Any sort of lust came into my brain. I just prayed and it was not some formal affair. It was simply talking to God, which I have a separate blog post on and you can click the link down below to read. Asking for strength to keep going and not to cause me to stumble. Step number six, how to get out of lusting by keeping yourself holy. As I said before, we're not perfect, but you still need to remain sin free in all areas. I think this goes without saying that if you're trying to cure yourself of lust, then stay away from lustful activities or things that trigger you into lust. That includes the ex that you keep hooking up with. I stayed away from cursing, gossiping, and any sort of negativity. I literally tried to be as sin free and as possible as I could for those three days. I was nice to everyone, even if they were rude to me. I gave money to the homeless. I tried not to get angry and upset at people or gossip. If it was sinful, 
people I didn't do it. This goes along with my earlier point that abstaining from sin and negativity will make it difficult for sinful things to remain in you. Number seven, surround yourself with God. For the entirety of my fast, I only listened to gospel and not the radio. I did not watch TV and I watched sermons. And if I was not watching sermons, I was listening or reading the Bible. The only thing that I lived, breathed, and heard and did was something that was godly, which led me to my final battle with lust. As I was driving in my car listening to gospel, the lustful thoughts started coming back in my head, and I forcefully had to push them out, like I had to concentrate on doing this. I did not want to think about lustful thoughts, but they just kept coming. The more I tried to push them out, the more they tried to come. Literally, I remember turning up gospel music in my car so loud that it was all that I could hear, and when the lust kept coming, I began to sing the music in my mind so I did not have time to focus on anything else but the words of the songs. During this process, I felt sick, as in I was dry heaving and about to throw up. I know it may sound crazy, but it was in that moment that I really understood that lot, that lust is not a godly thing, and it was indeed demonic. I was having a very physical response to trying to drive something out of my body, and I was driving my car down the road, and I felt like I was at war with myself. I was about to throw up, music blasting, singing all the time, and while the lustful thoughts kept trying to come back in, and I was trying to push them out, me feeling sick to my stomach. I am a Christian, but I could not even believe it myself on how much I did not have control of my own thoughts, so much so that trying to stop them, I felt sick. This nausea feeling that I have come to know is something called spiritual purging. I'm not sure that I would have believed in it myself if it had not happened to me. After the third day of doing this, my lust was completely gone, never to return again. My mind felt so clear that it was unbelievable how much my mind space and time this took up in me. How I allowed people to treat me because I was blinded by lust and how I treated other people because of lust. I did not treat them as people, but as objects for my enjoyment and perhaps they thought the same about me. I realized how much I could not emotionally connect with someone because the lust got in the way of that. With lust, there's no emotional connection or anything deeper. It's just about lust. Lusting, acting out on lust, thinking about when I could lust and who with. I was a slave to it, and I did not even know it until I was free. Step 8. Staying Lust Free If you are a recovering drug addict, the last thing you're going to want to do is go to a crack house and watch TV. Because the temptation is too great, and you will not long be recovering drug addict, but an active drug user because you went to a place that you had just recovered from. Remember the above Bible verse? When an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through an arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds a house unoccupied, swept clean, and put in order. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits, more wicked than itself, and they go in and they live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than before. Matthew twelve forty three through 45 After you have rid yourself of lust, it will want to come back, and it will want to come back seven times harder than when it left. You have to protect yourself from this by following the lessons that I have taught you. I have been celibate for years now because I know that I'm prone to lust. I have suffered from it. How I feel now that I do not suffer from lust is greater than how I felt when I was having sex. So that should tell you something. To some of you, it may sound crazy, but this is your lust talking or your worldly way talking. When I told you of my final battle with lust, did that all sound fun to you? I was not in control at all. My lust was, and it was scary. A wonderful book that I recommend is one by Devon Franklin, and it does pertain to men and lust, but I think that it could be relevant to women as well. After you are healed, then stay healed by staying clean. In the Bible, whenever Jesus healed someone, he would say, go and sin no more, and the Bible would say the person got up and they would not return back to their sinful life. Let's take Mary Magdalene in the Bible, the woman who Jesus healed from seven demons that was within her. After she was healed, she followed 
followed Christ until his death and was the first to see him at his resurrection. My point is they realize that being healed is half the battle, but you need to stay on the healed path. And to do that, you need to stay away from the things that you were healed from. He does not say sin no more because it's fun for him, because we know God forgives when we do sin. He says it because if we fall back into the same patterns that you may never be able to get rid of it this time, and it will be worse than the original affliction that you got rid of. As a person who lived it, tried it and recovered from it, I want to tell you that if you suffer from lust, then why not try what I'm telling you? What do you have to lose? And remember my ebook on spiritual fasting is on sale for 99 cents, so you can click the link down below to buy it.